coming back for me. Amen. It won't leave me here. Amen. Amen. Let's just bow our heads together and go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we just want to say, Lord, how much we love you and appreciate you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your presence, Lord, that we already feel among us, Lord, and reaching out and touching hearts and lives. Lord, the moving of your spirit, Lord, how wonderful that is. We just ask that tonight that you would just break your word, the bread of life to us, Lord, and anoint this service, Father. Anoint us, Father, to receive, to speak. Lord, just feel welcome to move among us, Lord, and to touch hearts and lives. Lord, may we be open to you, Lord, and you're moving, Father. We pray, Father, that you would just reach down and touch every heart, Lord. You know the needs that's represented here, Father, the sick among us. We ask, Lord, that you would just take complete control. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is good. Amen. And all the time, he's good. Amen. It's just a wonderful to be here with you tonight. Let's turn to 2 Samuel. Amen. Chapter 5. Verse 17 it said, but when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David and David heard of it and went down to the hold and the Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephim and David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go up to the Philistines? Wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I am doubtless, I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thy hand. And David came to Baal Perizim, and David smote them there, and said, The Lord has brought forth, broken forth upon mine enemies before me as the breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal Perizim. And there they left their images, and David and his men burned them. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread themselves in the valley of Rephim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And let it be when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir thyself. For then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord had commanded him and smote the Philistines from Geba unto thou come to Gezer. Amen. God bless you this evening. Be seated. So I want to take my thought from this part here on the sound of a going. The sound of a going. Just reading the scriptures here, this to this morning and today, this really just began to strike my heart and begin to look over some things. And, and I thought it was something how that when David was anointed king, the Philistines heard and they came to challenge him. They came to, amen, to challenge his, his kingship and who he was. They came to try to take what God had given him. And I, I thought, you know, that's just like the devil that when you make a stand or you make a move towards God, that he's always there to try to, uh, to challenge you, to try to come against you. We know Brother Branham talks about that, how that all the guns in hell will be pointed at you and how that, how that Satan will come against you whenever you make a stand for God. And, and he won't just come one time, but he'll come many times. And he's always there to attack and he's always there, amen, to come against you. But I thought it was amazing how that God orchestrated the battle. You know, David just didn't go out on his own. He didn't just move on his own. He inquired of the Lord, and he asked God what should he do. And I think that's a good lesson for us in our lives, that no matter what we're go doing, whether it be our job or where we're to live or whatever we're to do or wherever we're to go, that we inquire of the Lord, where, what should I do? 
And when David inquired, then God gave him the plan for the battle. And he says to, to move around them and to, to basically flank them to come on the other side that they would, of course, not be expecting him to be there. And, and he said, but when thou hearest the sound of a going, and this sound of a going is actually means the sound of marching angels. It's the sound of angels marching through the trees. Actually, the old writings of the old uh, uh, rabbis and things, some of the older writings they have found where they put those words, it's the sound of angels marching to battle led by the chief captain. Amen. And David had inquired of the Lord, should he go up? And, you know, many times we don't stop to ask God, what should we do? Or how should we do something? But if we'll just take that moment, God will give you direction in your life. God will lead you, and he'll never lead you wrong. Amen. You, you follow yourself and your own intuition, your own thoughts. You'll go sometimes down the wrong path. Sometimes you might guess right, but God don't guess about things. He, he knows exactly how to go about it and where to go. And so and God gave him the battle plan, and David began to, to wait upon the Lord. And, and, you know, he's waiting for a certain sound. He was waiting for something to take place. And, and I thought, you know, how it, would, how it might have been if David would have just discounted the leaves moving as maybe just the wind blowing or, or, you know, just something happening. There wasn't nothing seemingly really supernatural about wind coming through the trees. Amen. It'd be very easy to discount that. But David had his ears tuned to the sound, amen, of what God had for his moment and his time. And, and you know, and I, I think about the, what we have in our midst today, this revealed word of the hour. It's, it's the jubilee trumpet that is sounding. It's Amen. It's the sound of a going. It's a, it's a sound that's gathering a bride to a place and they're waiting for a moment, that twinkling and that, that change of the body. And this message is not a message of staying here. This message is a message of leaving here. Amen. And it is a sound. It's a sound of God marching before us. Amen. He is going before us. Amen. Not to, that you would go into the battle and you would lose or you'd be defeated, but he's going before you not to lose or not to tie, but to win. Amen. God has one thing in mind, one objective in mind, and that's to win. Amen. He didn't bring this all the way down into the age that we're living in to get down to lose or, amen, to lose this final battle. But no, he is here to, amen, to win the victory. Amen. This message didn't come, amen, to go down into the grave and go down to a, a losing situation, but this message came, amen, as a sound of jubilee, as a sound of a going, a sound of leaving here, amen, a sound of moving, amen. And this, and when he said, when you hear this, you bestir yourself. Now, that's a wonderful word there. Maybe you don't use it every day in your life, but it's something to think about. It's, a, it's to make a physical or mental effort. It's to exert yourself. It's to, to be to rouse and to, and to stand up, to move. Amen. See, it wasn't good enough for David just to hear something. He had to act upon what he heard. Amen. And when you hear messages preached, it's not just good enough to hear it. You need to act upon what you hear. Amen. And, you, and if you hear the message of, uh, you know, of, of receiving something, you know, and, 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 the, and the Spirit of God begins to move, amen, don't just discount it as, as being emotionalism or, or sensations or something like that. Realize who's making the noise. Amen. Who's causing the noise? Amen. We, we may get into this a little later. I don't know. But you, you see, when Jesus came through the streets there of Jerusalem on, on the donkey, and they was beginning to cry, cry out, Hosanna, blessed be the rock. They begin to cry out, Hosanna, Hosanna. And they begin to say, why are they making so much noise? Amen. Why? Because the king was in their midst. Amen. There was something that was taking place that was causing them to react the way they were reacting. Amen. And you wonder why when the presence of God begins to move, you begin to get a little emotional. It ain't, it is why something's causing that to happen. But what would it have been if he would not have recognized it? If he would not have recognized it to be the marching of angels, he would not have won the battle. Amen. And so it's a dangerous thing to not recognize his presence when he comes near. Amen. When you see God stirring among the people, you need to be stirring yourself. Amen. Come on, somebody. 
You know, I, th- I think it's amazing sometimes when you can have a phenomenal uh, a meeting, you know, and people are stirred and people are moved. And, and you know, even a song service, you can have people all of a sudden, half the congregation come to their, their feet. What's causing that? Is it just a good song or is it just a good voice or what's causing that? It's the king that's coming through. And then on, on the other hand, you got about the other half sitting there acting like nothing's going on, but yet the king is walking through. Amen. It's time when you see that, that you bestir yourself. You say, hey, God's moving. I need to move. God is changing lives. I need to do something here. I can't sit upon my past laurels or my past. Uh, what I, David could not rest on him already defeating the Philistines. There was still a battle take, to take place. And he had to move. He had to go. He had to do something. He couldn't lay there no longer. But it's unrecognized presence that causes us to sit or causes us to act like nothing is happening. When Jesus was here the first time, he says, you know, you whiten and you garnish the walls and the tombs of the prophets, uh, you know, but you didn't recognize them when they was among you. You crucified them. You, you caused them to put, put to death. Amen. See, he said in the days of the prophets, what happened? They did the same thing. They didn't recognize them until they'd come. Ministry was finished, and it took out the elected. Then after they was gone, they recognized there had been a prophet among them. Jesus came to the earth and dwelt with him as a father. And he said, I am a father of one. My father dwelleth in him. If I not do the works of my father, believe me not. But if you notice when he came, amen, by maybe just a few people on, in the world that was there present even knew he was on the earth. And even those who actually seen him, even fewer recognized who he was. Amen. Yet he was a savior of the world, but they didn't recognize who he was or why he came. Amen. Even the church world of that day didn't know who he was until they had crucified, buried, and rose on the third day before they even knew who he was. And some even then didn't recognize. You know, it comes in and goes out and people, you know, not recognizing the presence of God until it's past. Not realizing they had a chance in his presence until it's already over with. Not having to, not realizing, you know, there was more that could have washed Jesus' feet. But there was only one who recognized who he was. And she went in and she befit her. She began to move. She began to bestir herself. There was something stirring on the inside of her. When she, and there was many others there that didn't move. They didn't look. They didn't turn towards him. Matter of fact, many making fun, making jokes. But there was something on the inside of her that put her into action. And why did she go into action? Because Jesus was there. Many were bound by tree, uh, creeds and traditions. They, uh, you know, and he didn't keep to their traditions. He didn't come the way they thought he would come. They thought no doubt he might come and split the skies open and walk down on a, on a red carpet and come into Caiaphas' temple and say, here I am. But that wasn't the way he came. He broke their traditions. Amen. And, you know, they couldn't receive him because he had a, he had a sound of a going. There was a, listen, when Jesus came, it was a sound of something happening. Amen. It was a sound there that something was stirring the people. Something stirred the hearts to bring 5,000 for him to feed. Something stirred the hearts of people that would follow him, that would throw down their nets, throw down everything, and all he said was, come follow me. But something would begin to move on the inside of them. You know the feeling when God spoke to you and said, that's not who you are. You're a son or daughter of the king. Something stirred on the inside of you. Amen. Jesus being scripturally identified by the scriptures, yet the scribes and Pharisees of that day could not recognize him because they had it figured out some other way. And Jesus, looking at them, says, Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they that testify of me. 
Now, he comes exactly with the scriptures, but they had it figured out maybe he would do something else, or if he would do maybe like Moses did, or maybe like Noah did, but he came totally opposite of their thinking. And he said, I wondered if today it would be any different what our traditions has taught us. If he would come and something would begin to pass through us and we not, all, not even know it till it's already over. Amen. He said, that's just the way it is. He said, when Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit came down, but not everybody saw it. The angel of the Lord could be right here tonight and one person see it and no one else see it. Oh, my. But I want to be the one who sees it. Amen. You know, the light, the star that hung above, above the place where Jesus was born. There was a few wise men that caught it, but there was many others that looked at it and just discounted it as some phenomenon maybe. But they didn't know what it, but it was real to those wise men. When the light, the pillar of fire smote down Paul, not all everybody else heard the voice. Not everybody seen it. Not everybody knew it, but Paul knew it. Paul recognized it. He said, I have come for Jesus. He said, I am Jesus. Why are you, why are you persecuting me? And here he was on the road, stricken down. Men with him, they didn't see the pillar of fire. They didn't see it all happening, but, it, but Paul knew something had happened. It was so real to him until they put his eyes out. And yet none of the rest of them recognized it being there or could see it. So it is tonight. There is somebody sitting right here that can bring God on the scene. Oh, hallelujah. Is there somebody here tonight that can bring God on the scene? He said there's some people here that can bring God on the scene, and there's others that will know nothing about it. Amen. Listen, I'm not putting you in one group or the other. You put yourself there. Amen. I'm not trying to say you're this or you're that. You, by your actions, put yourself there. But I believe there's a people here tonight that when the presence of God begins to move, there's something in them that recognizes him. Amen. Why? How do you recognize him? By his past characteristics and how he moved before. He'll move again. He's the same God, and you recognize him, and then you begin to bestir yourself. It's time to move. It's time to jump in. It's time to go all in. Amen. As Brother Aaron preached a sermon the other day to the young people, and you ain't listened to it, you ought to go to it. Amen. The fence one day will be empty. Amen. Maybe that'll whet your appetite, but this ain't the time to be sitting on the fence. This ain't the time to be half in and half out. This is the time when you see the angel of God stirring after service, after service. It's to say, I want to get all in. I want to receive the strength from that angel. Jesus, when he was here on earth, had fully performed the sign that the Bible said he would do. But they didn't recognize it because it wasn't according to their tradition. Amen. It wasn't. It wasn't according to the, you know, to the, the, the signs that they were expecting, what they were expecting. Amen. He says, you know, as he said, it's exactly the way it is today. So many people today are going to be so confused. The rapture will take place. Just think of the sadness of it. And people will go on like it never happened. They missed the sound of a going. Amen. John came. They didn't recognize John. Although he was prophesied through the Bible, they didn't recognize him. Amen. You know, one day the disciples asked him, why does the scribe say that Elias must first come? Jesus said he's already came. And you didn't know it. And they understood that it was John the Baptist. These elected apostles still couldn't see who he was. And it was Elijah. You know, the coming of the Lord is going to be a secret coming. Amen. But there's already been the sound of the angels marching. There's already been the sound of the chief captain that came down in this day. Amen. He put one foot upon the land, one foot upon the sea, showing he's got dominion over everything. Amen. There's already a sound of a going. But there's got to be a people who's willing to say, you know what? I'm not going to sit in the place that I am any longer. It's time to move. It's time to go forward. It's time to go all in. 
You know, there will be so many people disappear off the face of the earth. No one will be able to account for them. One day it will be that people will say, well, you mean the, the tribulation is happening? The thing is on us now. I, I thought the bride was going to go before the tribulation. And they didn't realize or understand that the rapture could take place. And they not know nothing about it. People will go right on preaching, saying they believe they're getting people saved and adding to the church and building churches going on like they did in the days of Noah and not know it. The rapture's done past. It's already happened. And they don't realize it. Why? Because they missed the sound of a going. Or maybe they heard it. They heard some good preaching. They heard, had some good times in his presence. They had a few moments, but they wasn't willing to get out of their comfort zone. And move, amen, and go and take the land. Go and take your possessions. Go and take what's your, your inheritance. Listen, my inheritance is a body change. And I'm going to fight till I receive it. You say, well, I can't wait for that day. You know, the rapture, Brother Tim has said it before, the rapture is for the ra- enraptured. Already being caught up. Already something awakening that's awakening taking place and things are happening and things are moving and they recognize, hey, that's God there. That's God there. That's God moving. Amen. He says, see, friends, just because we're members of the church or something like that doesn't mean too much. You better buckle up the armor. You better take the whole word of God and hold on to it and quit this Hollywood acting around here. Oh, yeah. It got right into the church, and it's a shame. He said, but quit all that stuff. If you're acquainted with the Word, you'll see it when it comes. Hallelujah. If you're acquainted with the voice of God, you'll know it when He speaks. My sheep know my voice. When he identified with himself the believers of that day, when he identified himself, the believers of that day saw him and recognized him. Peter, Andrew, Nathaniel, the woman at the well, but Pharisees, you know, calling him Beelzebub, the devil, and, you know, ah, you're just working people up. You're this. You're an evil spirit. You're just getting people stirred up for nothing. Who do you think you are? And see, people go on the same way in the day we're living in, not recognizing his presence. Brother Brian, I'm talking about South Africa and Durban. He says, you know, they're on the racetrack. He says, my, he said, after just explaining to them, amen, what was, what would take in place, you know, the presence of God, amen, they seen 25,000 people instantly healed. They took van loads and truck loads and 18 wheelers of old crutches and things, heathens. They didn't know their right hand from the left hand. And he said, I went out and looked at the, out the window and watched truck loads of cots and carriers and, and them singing, only believe all things are possible. A week before, they were at war with one another, but here they're walking arm in arm. He said, what happened? They recognized the God of heaven had appeared among them. Oh, hallelujah. That'll make you stop your warring with each other and, and you're fighting, you're carrying your old problems around year after year and your old bitterness and your old death. Amen. It'll, you'll, we'll take truckloads of it out of here. The devil will have to bring a semi to get rid of it. Why? If you'll recognize he is near. He's walking among us. He's stirring the hearts. He said, people today reminds you of that day, and it's even worse today. This is in 64, the little baby in the 10-cent store, just staring off in space. His mama trying to get his attention, screaming out, shook a ball. Little fella just stared right in front, and she began screaming and fell over. Some of the people come to help her, said, it can't be. It can't. What's the matter? The doctor said the baby was better. What's the matter with the baby? It took a spell about six months ago, and it just sits and stares. No matter what it is, ought to attract the attention of the baby. It won't attract the attention. It just sits and stares. The doctor told me he thought it was better, but I brought it down here and picked up some little gadgets that ought to get his attention, but he still sits and stares. He said, that's the way the church is getting. 
God has shook every promise in the Bible before them, and they just sit and stare looking. Show me a sign, will you? Show me something better. Show me something a little bit different. I, I'm tired of this place. Let me go find something. God is shaking things over and over and over. Listen, we've had service after service that we can't, I can't deny the presence of God was here. And moving among us, healings and things that's taking place. And why, how can we just sit and stare like nothing is happening? Amen. As we heard Sunday about circumcision and the circumcision of the heart. Amen. And the, my goodness, I don't know if you ain't listened to that one. You ought to go listen to it too about the, the dream of the casket. God help us. I don't want to be in that position. I don't want even like tabernacle to be there. Amen, with a bunch of people that's in caskets and, and they're, 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 they're too dead to live. But too alive to bury. They're too dead to recognize when the king is walking through. Too dead to recognize when the, the king is speaking behind a pulpit. It ain't just a man, it's God's voice, it's God's message, it's, it's a move, it's a, it's a rustling, it's the marching of angels. It's a battle formation, it's, it's a say, saying get up and go take your land. Get up and go take your promises. Quit letting the devil push that junk over you. The Brandon said, when he's not recognized, his power is always, can you say always? Always, always not revealed. No matter how much God is standing present, you've got to believe he's present. He can't do nothing to you unless you believe. Amen. Don't discount it as just some emotion or just something going on. Amen. We'll get to that in a minute. Little woman had an issue of blood. She had heard about him. When she come down, regardless of what anybody says, she recognized who he was. And then when she recognized, she said, if I could only touch his garment with that faith and God became a positive thing, what did it release? It released his power to heal her. Amen. Amen. You want God's power released to you? Recognize him when he comes. Amen. Others standing there might have been sicker than she was, but she recognized his presence and she knew this was her opportunity. I imagine all of us could look back at missed opportunities. Times when we knew and we should have moved. Amen. But something held us back. Amen. We got to realize we got to, when we feel that in our hearts, we need to move. When we feel God moving in our midst, we need to move. We, we can't sit there. We can't just stand idle. We can't rest upon past victories. We can't rest upon past movements of God. We got to move when he moves. Just like the children of Israel, they was following the pillar of fire. When the pillar of fire moved, they moved. And we have to be the same way. If God moves and he chooses to move in this service, I want to be willing to move. Amen. If God chooses to touch hearts, I want to be one of the hearts he touches. If God chooses to heal the sick, I want to be one that he heals. If God chooses to set the captive free, I want to be one he sets free. Amen. I want to be willing to move when I see him walking among us. But see, when the city where he was raised up, he, had the, he was the same Jesus. He had the same power. He had the same signs, but he couldn't do anything there because they didn't recognize who he was. Mercy. Let me go on down here. I want to get to some things tonight. He said, if God's spirit is in you, and you see God's word fulfilled, it will make you rejoice. Amen. Something has to move. When Jesus came into the city, he said, if they hold their peace, the rocks will cry out. Something has to move when the spirit of God comes riding in. 
Something has to respond there. Amen. God don't come for no, no reason. So when he comes moving in, he's moving for a reason. There's, there's something to take place. There's somebody. There's a deep that calleth unto the deep. Why does he come by? Because somebody's been crying out to meet him. Why does he show himself present? Because somebody has been looking for him. Why does he move upon the hearts? Because there was a heart wanting him to move in them. Amen. God is there for whosoever will. But you have to be willing to bestir yourself. Sometimes it requires getting out of a comfort zone. Sometimes it means moving when it don't seem like you ought to, but there's something on the inside of you. It's pushing you. He says some people, you know, may not believe it, but they said it just a wind. Talking about the, the uh, pool of Bethesda. He said there was a wind that happens to hit a, you know, some, some people there would see that water begin to trouble and, and they would come up with, uh, you know, excuses or why they didn't get in or why they didn't move or why, why, why they just stayed where they were, where they were at. Well, I'm just not that kind of person, okay? I feel sorry for you. He said some people wouldn't believe it at all when things would begin to move in that water. They, they said, well, just the wind happens to hit a certain current and begins to blow it and makes it troubled looking. But if that's what they thought, that's what it was to them. Hello, somebody. If all you think of a service or, 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 or God's moving is just some kind of emotional workup or, or something just taking place because somebody got a little excited and, you know, wildfire begins. And that's all wildfire and it's just not. If that's all it is, that's all you think, that's all it is to you. But to those who believed it was an angel of God, it was an angel of God to them. Hallelujah. To those who believe in, he's walking through. Amen. It is God walking through. And you can reach and touch him as he passes by. In discernment, the random speaking to a lady, he says, you have a female trouble. You believe with all your heart. He says, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not catching you. You're missing it. I see it come to you, but you won't respond to him. Man, I don't know. We might just have to read this about four times. He said, I'm afraid you're not catching it. You're missing it. I see it come to you, but you don't respond to the call. As soon as you do that, you don't respond, it moves on. Because that faith has to, it's something has to catch it, and faith has to catch it. But then you get in your mind, you're wondering if it's for somebody else. Ooh, man. You're wondering if it's for somebody else, but you see, it's for you. Hallelujah. God help us to recognize him when he comes. And not only recognize he's here. Listen, I don't want to just leave here and say, wow, God came and God moved and God touched hearts. I want to say, well, God came and I moved to him. God came and I responded to him. God came and I reached out and I grabbed a hold of him. I said, you're not leaving here till you bless me. You're not leaving here till I'm not going to leave this place the same. And I'm not letting you go. And you're sitting here tonight wondering if it's for somebody else, but it's for you. Oh, man, I just go to rejoicing. It's for me. I take it. I take what he has for me. I take it, whatever it is. If it's, amen, if it's a, a whipping, I take it. If it's a correction, I take it. If, if it's rejoicing, I take it. If it's a promise I've been looking for, I take it. Whatever it is he has for me tonight, I'm going to reach out there and receive it to myself. He's no respecter of persons. He respects faith. God honors faith. Even your salvation sometimes, 
Amen. He says, it's not, your, your, it's not on the merits of your salvation that you're healed. You hear that? You're healed by the merits of your faith. He said, I've seen Christians come to the platform, renowned Christians, and fail to be healed and see a prostitute walk on the platform and be healed instantly. He said, why? Because a Christian had been drugged through so many places and skeptics and believing this and wondering if days of miracles are past. And they walk off and miss it. And a poor old prostitute come to the platform knowing she's guilty, knowing she's condemned before God and give her heart to Christ and be healed instantly. Just walk away. Why? Because it was faith to recognize him that he's there. A lady right back there has got asthma. You're missing it. Went right over the top of that lady. Turned black as it would, could be right over here because she never heeded to it. See it turn right black? Nothing came over like that. She failed it. Oh, Lord God, do something. And I say the same tonight. Maybe you missed it. You missed it on Sunday or you missed it a week ago or you missed your opportunity. I said, oh, Lord God, and do something. Move again, God. Let's, just one more time, Father. Pass by their way one more time. Listen, I don't ever get to the place that I lose hope in people. I don't want to ever get there. I want to believe all the way to the end that God is able, yea, more than able. They may turn it down and turn it down and turn it down, but God keep going by their way. Keep speaking to the hearts. Keep moving. Let the Holy Ghost, the winds of the power of God, move service after service, song after song, time after time. Amen. That ought to be all of our hearts cry. Move, Jesus. But not only move, let me move. David, when he heard that rustling, he was ready for battle. He was ready to go with everything that he had. He didn't go thinking, well, maybe it'll do it. Maybe this is the time. No, he waited, and the angels come walking through the trees. Oh, my if you could realize tonight that you're not by yourself, you might be in a dark place. You may be laying there waiting, but there's angels that are walking. And they're walking through the trees. You need to be listening for when they come by your tree. And when they move by your tree, you need to move. He waited, nothing going on. Seemed like after a while, way back in the distance, he heard leaves start to move. <laughs> All the way on the other side of the church, there began to be some rejoicing take place. David, he, he unfolded his arms, he looked around, he said, I hear it, where's it at? Is it coming by my way? Come by here, Lord. Amen. David didn't wait. Come by here, God. Is there any Davids in the house tonight? Amen. Not look at something on the other side. You know, we're not a bunch of rubberneckers looking around and saying, well, what's going on over there? I might be looking, but it ain't looking to see what sister so-and-so's doing or brother so-and-so's doing. I'm looking because I know it's him. I know he's coming by, and I want to be like blind Bartimaeus. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Come by my way, Father. Touch my heart. What kind of service could we have tonight if we would have that attitude? Lord, don't pass me by. Come by my way, Father. It's a sound of going. Hallelujah. It's God moving on the behalf of his children. I'm thinking about as I study this, I mean, our sister Alana sitting up there and the spirit of God began to fall upon her. What happened? A weak little lady began to bestir herself. 
She recognized this is my time to move. This is my time to go. This is my Marian moment. Hallelujah. I believe that's not the last Marian moment. It's not the last David moment. It's not the last time God is moving in his children. Hallelujah. God is touching hearts and touching lives. Don't pass me by. But stir yourself. It's the movement of the Holy Ghost. It's God coming on the scene. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. There's more pools of Bethesda moments. He was laying under that mulberry tree. The army was ready. After a while, he heard something coming way over there somewhere. And it started moving. He was convinced this is the moment. Listen, if we could be convinced... If you could somehow find it in your heart, maybe you've been away from God, but you could find it in your heart, this is my moment. This is, there ain't a devil in hell that could stop you. Once you become convinced, this is my time. We was talking about it the other night, Sister Lydia became convinced of her little boy had a situation with his, with his uh, uh, kidney there, you know, Jude. But there was a moment in a service that the Lord spoke to her and said, this is his moment. And she became convinced enough to take him before the king. And God moved. Amen. God changed the whole situation. Amen. He, 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 God come and done a miraculous thing for our brother Jude. Listen, he's the same God tonight. If you could become convinced this is my moment. This is my time. I'm going to receive what I've been asking for. I'm going to receive the things of God. I'm not going to let the devil talk me out of it. One more service. I'm not going to let a devil tell me, wait a little longer. This is my time. And then when you become convinced, there wasn't enough Philistines to stop David. And when a child of God gets convinced on the promises of God, there ain't enough devils that can wall it off from him. But he'll run through a troop and leap over a wall. He'll go right through it. Why? Because he's convinced I am not alone. There's an army of angels. There's a chief captain going before me. It's the sound of going is what you're hearing. Mercy. So the doctor told him one time, Brother Brandon, what's the matter with these people? They're just worked up. What makes them act like that? Crying and running. So just emotion. So doctor, you ought to know enough being a doctor. It takes something, listen to something, to excite the nerves before that person can be emotional. Certainly, it takes something present. That when the Holy Ghost comes down, it stirs the crowd to emotion. It did it all through Jesus when he would come. Yeah, it was noise everywhere Jesus went. Oh, yeah. It wasn't, you know, just all people noise. It was demons screaming. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that. When he comes by, demons begin to scream, begin to sink in their seats. And the Holy Ghost comes. It stirs the crowd to emotion. They're sitting there anointed with the Spirit of God. And the Holy Ghost sweeps across them. It stirs them to emotion. Jesus said if they hold their peace, the rocks will cry out. I'm going to tell you right now, there ain't no rock going to take my place. There ain't nobody going to take my place. I'm sorry. I know I'm not sorry. I'm stingy. And I'm not giving you my seat. On this train, I got a reservation that's been made, and I ain't giving it to you. Get your own. Get your own, but make sure you got the ticket, the token. Amen. To get on that, but when you receive that token, there's some excitement that takes place. Amen. When you realize I got the ticket to leave this old hell bound earth, I got 
the ticket to leave sorrow, sin, unbelief, fear, every devil. I got the ticket. It causes something to take place. I can't stay quiet about it. I got what it takes to leave here. Hallelujah. It's the sound of going. Glory to God. It ain't the people. It's the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It's the Spirit of God on them that makes them to believe. It's the Spirit of God on them that gives them the liberty. It's the Spirit of God on you that makes you free. It's the sound of going. We're leaving here. Hallelujah. They'd gathered outside of that gate, seen the king coming, begin to scream out, and unbelievers looking around and saying, Well, what are them people gathered out there for? What? They go two hours to that church? Are they crazy? Listen, people think you're crazy if you drive more than 10 minutes to church. Why, why can't you just worship over here? Because there ain't no king there. Amen. Why? We're, we're, we're looking for the Messiah. Amen. Well, are you a bunch of religious fanatics? Well, that's what I am. That's what I am. Why don't you go with the rest of them? There's something about it. When a man or woman's born to the Spirit of God, they don't go with the rest of them. That means on the job, in your school. Anywhere. You don't go with the rest of them. The rest of them's going to hell. I ain't going with the rest of them. I'm going with him. Amen. For God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And that's the reason they, want, they wasn't with the rest of them. Okay, I give a little grace. The rest of them's going into tribulation. I ain't going to the tribulation. I'm going into rapture. They waited with expectation. There was something in them waiting for that king to ride in on that mule. Oh, man. Man, if we get people under expectation, the roof blow off this place. We've had it. We've had services. Why? Because somebody was expecting the king to come through. Amen. Coming over the hill and this little, he said, it was a type of his coming the second time from heaven. He said, riding on a white horse, coming over the hill on this little donkey, little white donkey. So we kind of know how they feel, right? Do we? They're getting all excited about him riding on a donkey. We're getting excited about him coming back. That's what excites us. Tomorrow don't excite me unless it includes the coming of the Lord. Amen. But see, they got excited. Hosanna to the son of David that comes in the name of the Lord. Their hearts were thrilled above measure. Why? They were expecting him and all their expectations had met. They knew the scriptures. He would ride into Jerusalem and they seen this coming. And the rest of the city went right home, pouring their waters, washing the pots, going to their jobs on a Sunday when they should have been to church. <clears throat> Amen. Going and doing things like nothing's happening. Nothing, just Sunday. I mean, it's just Wednesday. It's just prayer, prayer breakfast. It's just a, a Bible study. It's just this. It's just that. Going right on, nothing happening. Meanwhile, the king's coming riding, is riding through. Hosanna, Hosanna. You're interrupting the church service. You're getting too loud. Don't you think you can kind of quieten it down a little bit? Hey, it just gets my nerves all worked up. Boy, don't you go to heaven. <laughs> I pray when you get over there, your nerves are fixed. Because there's going to be some rejoicing. You reckon they're shouting here? What about in a perfect body? What about when you actually see him with your eyes? The one who gave his life for you. Shed his blood to give the atonement. That his spirit could be released to come into you. That you could have the power to overcome to see him. You reckon you're going to shout then? Oh yeah. Boy, I get to heaven. Glory to God. 
What about now? His spirit is here. His word is here. He's revealing himself service after service. The unreachable mercies of his grace. Amen. Siri says, go ahead. I'm listening. Are you listening? The un- unsearchable measures. Grace being poured out upon us. People undeserving as anybody. You didn't deserve to be who you are today. This is grace. So don't, don't get, get down on me if I want to praise him. If I want to glorify the king of kings and what he's done for me. And I can see the price he paid. And I can see what he's done for me. In my, don't get on me for praising him. Don't get on me for worshiping him and giving him glory. And giving him ever his adoration that's due him. It ought to be in us to do that because we see what he's done for it. Can you see tonight what he's done for you? Then there ain't no rock going to take your place. Amen. It caused quite a stir. What's causing all the stir? He's got the people in this little group wrapped around him. Who's causing this? See, it ain't the noise. It's who's causing the noise. It ain't the emotion that we're really looking to or attracted to. It's what's causing the emotion. Amen. Something had taken place because the living Christ was amongst the living people. Hallelujah. There's a living Christ here tonight that's amongst a living people. Amen. Somebody that's anticipating his return, the coming of the Holy Ghost in this last days, has caused a stir amongst the people. A coming of the Holy Ghost in this last day has caused the revival. It's caused the people to be called out. It's caused the people to be a separated people. It's called the people to be free in their religion. It shouts. It screams. It praises God. It causes the people to believe in a God that lives. The religious world looks on and says, what's the matter? It's the sound of a going that's got me stirred up. Listen, it wasn't the leaves that was rattling. It was what was causing the leaves to rattle. It's not all about the jumping and shouting. I understand that. But what's causing the jumping and shouting? I mean, well, let's put it in a very plain uh, scenario. If you go to a ball game, you don't go to a ball game to watch the people jumping and shouting. You go to watch what's causing the people to jump and shout. Right? Amen. And so when you come to church, we're not here for the jumping and shouting, but we're here for what causes the jump and shout. Amen. We're here for what's behind it, what's, what's causing the people to get stirred up. It's the Holy Ghost among them. And people want to do away with emotions and do away with that. Why? Because they took the Holy Spirit out of their lives. And they got to make a reason why they don't do those kind of things anymore. It ain't how it used to be. And we've got the word on it. Just believe. And just, why? Because they stripped the Holy Ghost and the power behind it right out of the churches. We don't want that. We want the prescription that it takes to get the ticket. We want the ticket. Amen. I'm not interested in going just to a ticket counter. And if I'm going to a ticket counter, I'm going there for one purpose, not to see the person at the ticket counter, not to even talk to them, nevertheless, just to do the business of the transaction. That's the only reason why I'm there is to get a ticket to leave. That ought to be our ambition and our goal when we come to the house of God. It ain't about all the things around us. It ain't about this person over there and that person over there and I can't do this and I can't. It ain't about that. It's about getting the ticket to leave here. And once you receive the ticket, amen, there's something that takes place. There's something that goes on inside of you. Mercy, you know the anticipation of just going to another country you've never been before. Maybe, you know, me and my wife's fixing to fly out to Switzerland. I've never been there. I heard it's a beautiful place. And, you know, I heard some of our kin folks that we've been talking about is from there and all this. And there's anticipation and, and there's enjoyment talking about it. There's, there's all of that. But we, we, we've received a ticket to go there. Amen. So there's happiness knowing the price has already been paid. But we're not there yet. 
Amen. And so, listen, we want to receive that from God. We got to receive. It's good to talk about it. We want to talk about it. We get excited about it. But it does no good to talk about it unless you got the ticket to go there. And we got to have the Holy Ghost in our lives. Not just anointing us upon our spirits, but filling our souls, filling our beings, every fiber. When you got every fiber filled, you're in anticipation for the sound of going. And something begins to stir. He says, So the five senses, talking about the higher sense, thousands of times higher in another life, a life where there's no death, where there's no sorrow, and things that you don't know nothing about now, you see it plainly when you cross there. You don't understand it now, because you, but you're bumping into it. What happens? We're bumping into that other dimension. You bump into it and you say, wow. I feel a strange feeling here tonight. I just want to cry. I want to shout. You're bumping into it. I want to move. He said, what is it? It's the angels of the Lord. Marching. You know, Elijah at Mount Carmel. Bring this down to a close. God called him and said, go forth and stand on the mount before the Lord. Behold, the Lord passed by. And a great strong wind rent the mountain and break in pieces the rock before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after an earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small fire. But all of these things, the wind, the earthquake, the fire, was a result of him passing by. See, we're not after the effects. We're after the one who made the effect. We're not after the reaction. That's not our emphasis. That's not our goal. But I don't mind doing it when it comes. It just happens. I can't help myself. But it was that still small voice. That wasn't the effect. That was him. It's the voice of God that gathers the elect. It's the voice of God that speaks. It's the voice of God that speaks to you service after service after service. And when he heard the voice, what did he do? He wrapped his face and he went out. He bestirred himself. He moved. He said, this is him. Maybe tonight, you're looking for him. He's here. He showed himself to be here. Now it's up to you to bestir yourself. It's up to you to take action. Go you out to meet him. Wrap yourself in this word. And walk out and say, Father, I'm here. Grab a promise. Say, Lord, here's your promise. I'm, I'm holding on to it, Father. I'm still here waiting. Don't give up. Maybe you've been holding on to a promise for 5, 10, 15. Don't give up. Amen. Keep listening for the angels marching. Yes. Keep listening. For the time, it's your moment. Amen. It's coming. Come Be there when it comes. Amen. And respond. Let's bow our hands. It's the sound of a going. It's the message that has happened in this age. It's the sound of a going. It's angels in battle formation. Ready and willing to fight with you in the battle. But say, Father, let me tune out all the 
racket of Laodicea, all the things that caught my attention. You know, the other day, you just Brother Brandon was talking about moving on that impulse, moving on that pulsation. A certain brother came on my heart. Listen, you don't know what people go through. You don't know what they're facing. I just felt to send him a text. Just tell him to keep pressing. Don't give up. Keep moving. He don't, he don't go to this church. Just a friend of mine. Sent me back a note. Said, brother, you'll never know. He said, I, something miraculous happened. He said, my phone beeped off, and I realized I got a text from God. He said, God used you to speak to me today. And I want to, be, I want to respond to his call. Listen, God can call service after service after service. But if you don't bestir yourself, wake out of your slumber. Shake off that Laodicean spirit. Lukewarmness. Well, Brother Timothy, I, I fought Philistines before, and people, what people think. It doesn't matter what people think. It matters what God thinks. Coming to our one year being in this building. God has been done some miraculous things even since we've been in here. Incredible things. Unbelievable showing his power and his walking among us and touching hearts and lives. Why will we just sit there like nothing's going on sometimes? Wonder if there'd be an, an elder here tonight. You know, we call on the young people. Well, what about a yelled elder? I said, Brother Timothy, I've been in the trees long enough. I want to bestir myself. I want to move forward again. I want to fight the battle again. Maybe one of you young people devil heard God come and done something for you and he's been, he's been at you call out to God say God help me in this situation can we have some real bestirrings here tonight say God let me move forward again Lord Let me move forward again. Maybe tonight you hear the rustle in the mulberry trees. I ask you tonight to bestir yourself. I can't do it. A preacher can't do it. God can't do it. Only you can do it. He's only obligated to rustle the limbs. Rustle the trees. Maybe you say, well, Brother Timothy, it just seemed like my life's going out of me. I used to move in his presence where there's a filling and there's some refillings. Can you hear the rustle tonight? I wonder if I'd just been walking away from this, but I wonder there'd be some elders here tonight that'll get out of your seat and say I want to bestir myself I want to knock off the complacency I want to knock off the things that I've been holding on to here's an altar come down here and kneel before you let the, let the wind of the spirit begin to shake the leaves over your life He'd done it before. He used your hand before in the battle. He used your hand before to defeat Philistines. He'll use it again.
need to knock the rust off of my sword. I need Jesus. It's the Spirit that's calling you right now. We're so happy when the young people jump up and run to What about us older ones? God, let me bestir myself. It's a sound of going. Let me bestir myself. Let me grab my sword again and go to fighting Philistines. They've crept in on me, Brother Timothy. They've crept into my home. They've crept into my life. They've crept into my joy. They've crept, in, they crept into my, my being. They've crouched themselves around me. They're pushing, push back. Grab the sword. It's moving time. It's, it's the Spirit of God rustling in the leaves. It's time to grab your sword, David. But stir yourself. the sound of going. Feel like going home. I feel